What is up, y'all? It is a new year, but it's the same be dangerous. And you are back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Yeah, I got some shit to get off my chest. Because obviously it's been a minute, as usual, since I've did a show for you guys. But before we get into any of that, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TheBeDangerous. Also, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page, and follow this very podcast that you're listening to right now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Spotify, or wherever podcasts are available. So let's get right into it. Obviously, the Lakers went on to win that knockoff jockstrap cup which was probably the dumbest shit they could have did this season because what did they do to follow it up they go on to lose and they are two for eight in their last 10 games and they are currently on a four game losing streak wow what a way to follow up as a regular season champions huh you pretty much return to form. Players injured. Personnel is in a bad place. You don't know if they're going to make any moves. And somebody who just won the MVP at that whole damn tournament is not happy. And do y'all know who that is? The greatest human to ever breathe <clears throat> to ever breathe on this earth. Lahim James, as usual, has a issue with it. So how does he decide to retaliate? Instead of raising his game to be the king of all kings, he decides to say this. His son could play on the team with them easily. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But is this not the same damn team that you wanted? Even when you get what you want, you are not satisfied. Because you're always intent on more. When you get your way with the team you want, with the coach you want, with the personnel you want to make you fucking comfortable, you will still find a way to complain if you ain't winning. Because I didn't hear you say a goddamn thing when you was winning the tournament. When y'all went undefeated all through that tournament and when you guys were winning up until you won that cup, You had no complaints at all because you were winning, right? So when you get on this four-game losing streak, instead of raising the level of your game, you decide to throw a passive-aggressive shade at the teammates that you fucking begged for and wanted by saying that your son could play with them. What is Bronny doing at USC right now? I'll wait. I'll wait. Because I haven't seen him run the shit over in UFC. UFC, Lord Jesus. I have not seen them run shit over in U in USC just as much as I've seen um Natty, Kobe's daughter. She's also going to USC. But she's doing her thing. She's laying low, being a college student and still growing and it's making me feel old right now. But still, back to the topic. What is your son doing so well at USC that you think he could come to the Lakers and turn everything around? Just like you did when you came to the Lakers? What did you do when you first came to the Lakers? Besides make empty promises that you knew you couldn't live up to or keep. 
Ah, that's right. And the crazy, I'll keep saying this. People told Laker fans how we needed to be grateful and accept him and embrace him. But then when he turns around and does the same shit that he was doing in Miami and Cleveland, y'all want to act shocked. B has seen the show before. And I keep telling y'all, keep thinking I talk, talk shit for shock value if you want to. Because this is the same bitch on a new team. He will never change because he's accustomed to having his way all the time, having what he wants, when he wants it, and how he wants it all the time. And then when he doesn't get his way, he'll want to fucking leave and jump ship. I can't wait till you leave the damn Lakers. That will be the happiest day of my damn life. So until you find a way to to beat the rent payers tonight and get your heads out of your asses for another five-game losing streak... This is what you fucking deserve. Because AD can ball out, which no one is, nobody can say shit about that because he has been doing a damn good job and staying healthy, which nobody fucking expected. It doesn't mean shit if you keep losing. So since you motherfuckers are the regular season champions, you got that jockstrap cup to shine up and show to, for everybody to see. Do me a favor and win some fucking regular season damn games. Let's watch. This is the team that you wanted. Fucking suck it up. Put your panties back in your purse. Get your ass on that court and fucking play like the king that you are accustomed to being. Because everybody is tired. Especially the real damn fans. And I don't feel bad whatsoever. I really don't feel bad. Because his fan base were the same ones who were talking shit about Kobe and the Lakers when they were losing. This was all funny to them because this was all, all on Kobe. And Kobe could barely stay on a fucking court on his last couple years. So what are we really talking about here? Like he is the, is the picture of health, right? People keep saying his body is breaking down, but he can go around and fucking jump out of the fucking gym still. Where is that youthless fucking athleticism that only he possesses and no one else has in the world. It's crazy how many passes that Lahee gets for shit that nobody would ever dream of giving Kobe a pass for. When the Lakers were losing like this on Kobe's watch, when he could barely stay on the court, when he had D-League players on his team, people told Kobe to suck it up and deal with it. Well, the same applies here. If losing was good enough for Kobe, it's good enough for Lahim. So fuck his feelings, fuck his fans' feelings, and do me a favor. Get your heads out of your molasses asses and beat the damn rent payers. Or with how you guys are fucking built, you'll let Harden go for fucking 70 on you. And you'll just lay there and be beaten by fucking 56 points like the Clippers are accustomed to doing every day. So hey, we all get what we want, right? So on that note... I don't feel bad for the Lakers. I don't feel bad for Latwat. This is what you signed up for. This is the team that you wanted. This is the coaching that you wanted. Deal with it. And find a way to win, like your fans always tell us. Anyway, on to the NFL. The Steelers fucking swept the Ravens for the season because they won, what, 17-10 to last night. And I was actually shocked that they won, let alone scored over 10 over 10 damn points in the game because ever since they benched fucking what Trubisky 
Things got a hell of a lot better. Even though Mason Rudolph is not the answer, Najee Harris, he got me a touchdown. And Mr. Deontay Johnson, he got a touchdown. Okay, that's great. That is absolutely great. But the Steelers' season has been lackluster as well. And they did exactly what I knew what they were going to do. As soon as the Steelers start losing, they want Mike Tomlin out. And honestly, it's predictable. Because if you know anything about the politics of the NFL, you know if there is a black a black man in a position of power on an NFL team and things don't go their way or they have a bad season, they're going to find some way, shape, or form to attempt to push him out of that position of power. And coaching and management and fucking the black quarterbacks, like it's always like that. No matter what position you're in, if you are in a prominent position, in the NFL or in sports in general and you are a black person if you don't live up to the sky high expectations they're going to find a way to replace your ass and I knew they were going to try to do this with Tomlin because I'm like he's giving you more winning seasons way more winning seasons than he has losing seasons I believe that this season right here is probably the worst Tomlin has ever coached but even still the Steelers are going to claw they're not just going to let lay down and let you take their shit, even though that's what they've been doing most of the damn season. Now the season is winding down, and wild card games are coming up. The playoffs are literally right around the corner. They're going to have to find some way to win and get into the playoffs, because they had, like, what, an 8-8 record last season? Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs, but it wasn't a winning or losing season either. But, A... The Steelers are very, like I said, they're very predictable and they still have a lot of moves they need to fucking make on offense because you need some game changers. You need to draft a solid quarterback, which you should have did in the first damn place. Get some offensive pieces that are going to be some game changers because you can't have no damn scrubs on the offense. You really can't. And as much as I love Najee Harris, I'm tired of waiting for that breakout season from him is get that breakout season or bust at this point. But, yeah, it's a damn mess over there. And what else have I... Like, I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm literally sitting at work right now trying to think of what the hell to talk about. Uh, And knowing me, I'm going to fucking do this show and be like, okay, I forgot what to talk about. And then, as soon as I end the show, something will happen. And I'll be like, fuck, I could have covered that in my show. But that's another day for another story. Oh, and the Royal Rumble is coming up. I'm excited about it because I really want to see Jay Cargill's debut. And I, I think I know how it's going to go. They're going to have her in the Women's Royal Rumble. Possibly at number 30. And they just might have her win at that Royal Rumble. Because I just seen on Twitter that they had her in a um, development center, getting her moves ready, getting sharpened up for her debut and stuff like that. And I'm ready for it. And personally, I've been praying for Jay Cargill because she just she just lost her mom. And like I said, if you know anything about me, you know that I lost my mother at 21. And no matter how old you are, things are never going to 
click when you lose your mother. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like you were robbed in a sense. Even though you had her for X amount of years, it doesn't matter. When you lose your mom, it takes away your sense of security. So I know how she felt. So I know she has an extra motivation to go out there for her WWE debut and absolutely kill it. And I'm behind her 100%. Let's see, 12 minutes. Eh, I guess this ain't bad. First show of the year, why not? I got things I wanted to get off my chest. I wanted to go in on the Lakers and Latoya and talk some Steelers shit. Like I usually do. And yeah, that's where we're going to leave this. I promise to be back with another episode sooner rather than later because I got I've been sick for like the past couple of weeks and I'm just now starting to find my footing so just give me a second to get myself all the way back together and I promise I'll give y'all more shows definitely promise as usual I am be dangerous please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the be dangerous follow this very podcast you're listening to right now on Spotify wherever podcasts are available and follow dangerous sports talk the Facebook page and on that note I am out Peace.